We're here with another Brit Rest special, another super special guest. Uh, he's one of the fastest rising stars in the north of Brit Rest scene. Uh, he is one half of the Reckless Intent Tag Team Champions and a former ICW Tag Team Champion alongside Dickie Divers as the 9-9. And on the 8th of August, he is off to Japan to compete in Pro Wrestling's NOAH M1 Victory. Please welcome to our show, Jack Morris. How are you doing? Hello. I am very well, thank you. Thank you for having me on. Uh, it's going to be fun. Indeed. Uh, as I say, uh, we are big fans of yourself. We, we've seen your work uh, on ICW Fight Club. You've been one of the uh, linchpins for a time during the uh, pandemic era yeah, as, course, as yeah. tag team champions. What was that like? Um, first off, the pandemic was... Uh, it was strange. These closed door tapings we were doing, it was very, very strange coming out of that curtain with uh, with no crowd. But um, yeah, we all uh, battled through it and me and Dickie became tag team champions and it was it was all good for us. It, it must have been um, interesting because it was, it felt like a smaller crew, um, but they managed to keep it feeling like it wasn't the same matches over and over again. So... Was there anybody that you feel that you wrestled that you may not have done if it hadn't been for COVID era? Is there anyone that you feel was particularly brought forward due to it happening? Well, first off, all credit to credit to ICW um, because the the what's the word I'm looking for the measures they put in place because of COVID um, and getting us in and getting us filming um, they were. We couldn't fault them really. Everything was really safe. Um, everyone was tested. We were going in blocks, um, two or three hours at a time, filming all the content. And uh, credit to them, like it was, it was great that we could still battle through COVID and still get matches and still pump out content. Um, in terms of your question, in ICW, you know, I've been very, I'm very much a tag team wrestler there. Um, but at the start of COVID, when we were going in these blocks. Uh, I was doing a lot of single stuff, you know, like the Lionheart League, if you remember that, right at the start. So, I mean, I got to do a one-on-one with, with BT Gunn, who I think is, you know, not one of the best in ICW, but one of the best in British wrestling, you know, for years and still is. Um, so I got to wrestle BT Gunn one-on-one, um, Jack Jester, and then, of course, me and Divers got to tag and, you know, ultimately it led to us at winning, winning the tag title. So yeah what's it been like under the tutelage of one of the best tag team wrestlers in scotland and dicky divers as part of the 99 yes it's it's mad you know um i've known dicky pretty much since I, I came into wrestling uh i trained at reckless intent in livingston and at the time this was 2017 2018 and dicky was a big part of their um their roster he may have been champion at the time and uh when me and Dickie met, like we just hit it off, uh, and that's where the nine nine name came from because we just quoted Brooklyn Nine Nine stuff constantly, and it just led to us us teaming and getting an opportunity pretty much straight away with, with ICW at the start of twenty nineteen. So being with Dickie, like it's it's been a massive learning curve, and he was obviously the first ever tag one of the first ever tag team champions in ICW. 
Uh, I think you guys had about five successful uh, defenses against some of the uh, younger guys and as well as some of the more experienced guys and uh, were just part of that linchpin. But then came the Kings of the North. Uh, and what was it like in the live match in front of the Square Go audience in a casket match of all things? That was uh, that was pretty wild. It went down really well, to be fair. Um, it was Dickie's idea. He's just had it in his head for a couple of years, just wanting to do a tag team casket match because it's such a rare, rare concept. A casket match is rare anyway, but to have the tag team involvement... Um, he was he was well up for that and so was that so to put that um to put that match type in against kings like we knew it was going to be a brawl and well luckily they let me out to do this podcast so (laughs) (laughs) It, it was a hell of a brawl it was the first match on the show as well it really set the tone well yeah yeah no that's one of the matches that's one of my my favorite matches i've done in icw to be fair i think everything like looking at it back, like everyone flowed well. There's not any like mistakes, muck ups, whatnot. Uh, and it, yeah, it's one of the matches like I'm, I'm very happy with. One of my favourite tag matches that you had while you were champions was against Thatcher's Cabinet. Um, Ian Skinner, friend of the show, and Mr. Charles Rice. Um, they are a wonderful tag team, and you guys are really, you, you stood out well. You. The technical side of it, mm-hmm. you guys were on it the whole time. Yeah, yeah, no, that is another one. They were probably, that was probably one of my favourite matches too in the whole title defence run uh, and doing these fight club tapings. Uh, don't want to give them too much credit because it's Batcher's cabinet, you know, but <laughs> two, uh, two really good guys, two really good wrestlers. Um, and yeah, going, going against them, like, you can see the match itself, like it's uh, we're blowing smoke, it's quite a good match, so <laughs> really is. Yeah, you also had a hard hitting uh, battle with what's the uh, one of the best teams in Wales, uh, the Greedy Souls, Danny Jones and Brendan Jones. They thump hard, don't they? <laughs> they do, they do. Um, yeah, what you see is what you get. They are bruisers, they are brawlers, they are. You're in for a fight when you're against them. Similar to, to Kings of the North, to be fair. Um, there's a lot of similarities between the two. But yeah, like that was uh, the first and only time we've wrestled them. And uh, yeah, it was a fight. Excellent. Now, of course, you are heading out to Pro Wrestling North for the M1 victory. But it's not the only tournament that you have been in this year. Uh, you were a finalist in PCW's uh, Road to Glory. What was that like, PCW, one of the you know, biggest promotions in that Northwest scene? Yeah, so being a part of PCW, it's, it kind of all came about after after COVID as well. I was just reached out to, and it was a no-brainer like to go down there and and, and wrestle their, their roster. Um, the only real promotion I've been down in England with is, is Mega Slam and doing the tours and stuff and family friendly stuff. So to be able to get a platform like PCW, um, it was it was great. And in terms of that tournament, there's guys I was wrestling in there that I wouldn't get the opportunity to to wrestle elsewhere. And uh, yeah, that was a hard weekend too. I think four or five matches over a couple of days. Um, and obviously getting to the final too. It was. Uh, Great, but just 
just missed out on the, on the last hurdle. Priscilla did go on to become the uh, heavyweight yeah. champion, so it, it's, it's not too much of a shame, I don't think. No, no. Hopefully, uh, hopefully I'll get another chance. Awesome. I tell you what, uh, we'd like to do a bit of things before we talk about progress and know about getting to know you a bit more, getting uh, the audience uh, a little background information on to you. So when did you get into wrestling? How did that all sort of like come about? So wrestling, I've watched it ever since since I was young, since I can remember, four or five years old. Um, I have an older brother who three years older, so at the time he'd be uh, six, seven, eight. And He's watching it. I'm watching it. And when you're at when you're at that age, um, all these larger than life characters. And at the time, it was like the attitude, the attitude era. So it was chaos. It was crazy. Like looking back, I think my parents were really like cool to let us watch it at the time because you had DX and and all these all the blood and all the hardcore matches and like it was just wild. But yeah, that's when you're that age and you watch wrestling like you're hooked i'm sure you're you've been watching wrestling since you were younger <laughs> since the early 90s <laughs> don't want to give away the age too much but uh, it was <laughs> wrestlemania 7 the first one that i remember there you go and you're still watching it still <laughs> and you've grown a bit it. since then you're not a not a cruiserweight are you jack no i'm no not quite i can do cruiserweight stuff but no i cannot <laughs> not not quite, but yeah. Um yeah, I put on a few pounds and saying I've hit the gym since then. So but yeah. Okay, now uh, we found out that according to Cage Match, you have a background in foosball or football. Uh tell us about this. Yeah, so just as I've always kicked the ball about always played football. Um my dad is a football coach um, has coached football since I was young and with senior professional teams all around like the Fife area in Scotland. Uh, so football was just something that me, my brother, my dad all into, and it was just kind of a natural thing to, to go and play. So I signed a professional contract with Cowden Beef at the time when I was 18 Um and played there for a couple of seasons before moving elsewhere. So I had about four or five years at pro football um, until that old one with injuries and just, there's a lot of factors in football things. I didn't get a contract, my contract renewed and I kind of fell out of love with it and I stopped playing and it sounds cheesy, but the wrestling thing, it was like, right, I'm not doing football. It's now or never. Get yourself in a ring, see what happens. Like, and here I am, like five, six years later, um, going to Japan. So, so it's, it's wild, like, it's wild. So which side of the old firm do you land on? Neither. Ooh. <laughs> Neither. But Neither. I, I don't want to divide people. <laughs> uh, Neither. I'm from Dunfermline, so I, I've always... You gotta support your local team. So um unfor unfortunately I have to support them firmly and unfortunately we're not very good, but that's the way it goes. I wasn't born in Barcelona, I wasn't born in Manchester, like I just gotta 
support Dunfermline and hope for the best. <laughs> it's all right. I'm a West Ham fan. Yes, it's, we, we win nothing either. <laughs> we had a good season last season. We did. It wasn't too bad. Semi-finalists in Europe was actually quite good. And yeah, uh, yeah. we have qualified for Europe again. Uh, you see, normally at this point, I'd say football's a game for people that are too weak to play rugby. But um, seeing as it's yourself <laughs> that's there, I think I'm going to save that one. <laughs> Um, no comment. <laughs> uh, oh, I've completely lost me now. Yeah. So when um you started training after football, um, where did you go to start training? So I went to, I went to, a promotion, uh, that wasn't wasn't great. Any young people, right? Where any young people. Uh, who want to get into wrestling, make sure you do your research and find a good established promotion. Um, look at your coaches, look where we've been, look at the reputation and go to these places. Um, I spent a couple of months at somewhere that wasn't too great. I don't want to throw shade or anything, but wasn't too great. And uh, I made a couple of calls and messages to the coaches at Reckless Intent, which is a company, family-friendly company in Livingston, who have their own training school. Um, and at the time, the coach there, um, they had several coaches, but one of them was Michael Chase, um, who had been, oh, who well, he's retired now, uh, but he'd been in, he'd been wrestling with ICW, Discovery Wrestling, been around the UK a wee bit, had just came off the WWE tryouts. Um, so I looked at I looked at their training page, I looked at the shows we were putting on and the talent they had on their shows. And it's again, it's a half an hour drive for me as well. So it was a no-brainer. So that's kind of where I I really started to learn like more than just bumping about and actually learn wrestling and learn about psychology and progress from there. Do you think your footballing background and your natural athleticism help with your training? One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Like it all, without sounding too big-headed or whatever, but it came really naturally to me. All the the running the ropes, the bumping, just the athletic side of wrestling. It was that more technical stuff, the British style, the you know the chain wrestling, if you want to call it that. Um, but I really had to learn. But the physical aspect of stuff, like sleeping and leaping stuff it was it was straightforward enough it was more technical stuff that i really need to to learn and so am to be fair <laughs> now uh we always ask the question we like uh mount rushmore it's always filled with american wrestlers we are a british wrestling podcast i'm going to limit you a bit more to just the scottish owls and just uh ask you for four guys from scotland who you feel like have really influenced the scene and yourself uh so we're we going to scotland or we're we going to britain we got two at least two from scotland i two think from scotland, two from Dunstan. okay uh so i'll go drew mcintyre drew galloway it's, it's no breath if you look at what he's done what he's achieved he has the what you set your the goal like he's achieved it he's mm. what everyone really and most people 99% of people want to achieve what he's achieved and be where he is. So Drew, Drew is up there. I'll go with uh, Lionheart from nice. Scotland as well. Uh, legend, 
Like he is, he's been about since kind of a beginning. And when there was no British wrestling really, and and bout was seen um, in Scotland, and I'm sure if you were still about today, you'd still be you still be flying that flag, and probably a lot a lot more popular and a lot more out there than than he was when he when he left us, unfortunately. Um, another two, we'll go a bit down south, so I'll go with Doug Williams, a legend. Legend, yes. He's been in the ring with a couple of times. I have, I have. Uh, crazy, like wild. Like I got to wrestle him uh, six months after I went to Reckless in 10. <laughs> so I was so green <laughs> and I got to wrestle him for 15, 20 minutes. Um, and that was wild because <laughs> I, like I was prime, like I used to watch TNA at the time when he was there too. Like he was like, and TNA is prime. Like Doug Williams versus Ric Flair, Doug Williams versus AJ Styles, like Doug Williams versus Kurt Angle, Doug Williams versus Jack Morris after six months. It was like, oh no, <laughs> oh no. But that was wild. And I got to wrestle him again at, at PCW, um, where I was a bit, I knew a bit more. <laughs> a couple <laughs> years later, I knew a wee bit more. So it was good. Um, so yeah. Doug Williams. And then last, there's a couple who it could be, but I'll go with, I'll go with Jody Fleisch. Who, yeah, I've got to share a ring with Jody a couple of times and I was in a triple threat match with Doug and Jody at PCW. So, I mean, it seems fitting to put him in there as well. But again, like, like the others, um, being there when British wrestling was, was nothing. You weren't just in a match with those two, were you? You won the match yeah. with those two. Yeah, I don't know. I know. Wild. Wild. No, I can definitely understand the J.D. Fleisch because he showed that heavyweights could still be extremely athletic and yeah. uh, someone like yourself, oh, a heavyweight who's got the athleticism. Yeah, the stuff he can do in the ring and, and <laughs> still do in the ring. Like, I don't want to say still because I'm not putting an age on it, but like, he has been about and he is still. And his physique is up there, probably still the best in like British wrestling. Mm-hmm. And look at what he's done and look at his age and look how he moves about the ring. Like, it is crazy. He is a freak of nature. But yeah, so that is my four. I think it's a good four. I'm happy. I, I like it. Very respectable four. Yeah. Very respectable yeah. four. Yeah. And the next question we always ask is, who do you think is going to get there in the future? Who do you see coming up at the moment? Um, which young guys are you thinking are going to be the faces to watch in the future? Yeah. So, I in Scottish wrestling, there's there's so many, to be fair. Um, uh, Leighton Buzzard who, to be fair, he's getting there. He is getting out there. Leighton Buzzard, uh, there's LJ Cleary, uh, wrestles a lot in ICW. Um, Theo Doris, who has yeah. came into ICW. He was with Michael, that's the trainer who I was talking about. You tagged with Michael Chase in ICW a couple of times, but Theo has really, the closed door tapes and stuff, really pushed him and got him out there as a singles wrestler. So it was Theo... We've already touched on it, the guys from Thatcher's Cabinet. There's so many that I could list, and I don't want to miss anyone out. But, yeah, if you look at any card 
in Scotland at the moment, and even down south for young guys that are coming up. Um, like it's the talent's crazy. All these people that have had to step up with the NXT UK boys getting signed. Like, I might be a bit biased because I feel like I'm one of them, but like, I think the talent is as good as it's ever been. Massively. I think uh, the current crop of young talent in Scotland, Ireland, and UK has probably never been the size it is right now. There are just so many incredible talents, you know, north, west, south, wherever you want. There's just so many great young competitors and it's a great scene. Uh, Hopefully we get it right back to where it once was. Yeah, surely. It's got to. It's got to. One of the young guys that I've really been enjoying um, since Closed Door Token has been Daz Black. Um, really been enjoying um, watching him. And we're when we finished interviewing with you, we're interviewing uh, uh, another up-and-coming British talent who's about to go abroad, um, Joe Lando. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's I've off never, to America. Yeah, I've never met Joe, but I, I know you see him on all, pretty much, almost every poster from shows down south. And then um, going back on Daz Black, I don't know when this goes out, but we're on Friday the 29th of July, and tomorrow I get to wrestle Daz Black. So it's, it's funny you say Daz Black. So, yeah, I've wrestled Daz a couple of times, and tomorrow will be the third time, third or fourth. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I was going to say that I, I, I would love to see a, a Daz Black-Joe Lando match. That would be one of my dream ones. <laughs> yeah, gravity isn't happening <laughs> No such thing as gravity there. No, not with those two guys. Uh, now, you are literally only five years into your career. You mentioned you were only six months when you faced uh, Doug Williams. You're five years in, and you are now going to be competing in one of the most prestigious wrestling tournaments uh, in the world. Pro wrestling now is uh, N1 Victory, or formerly the Global League. How are you feeling about that? Uh, it's... It's wild, like it is. It's it's crazy. It feels surreal. Um, you know, it's good talking to wrestling people about it because you understand like how much of a big deal it is. Like I also like I'm a gym instructor as well as wrestling. And when you're talking to people, oh, I'm going to Japan, like, and you tell them, but they don't. They are not into wrestling. They don't quite understand it. But when you're talking to wrestling people and they get it and they know how much of a big deal it is, like it is, it's surreal. And to be given the opportunity, even getting the opportunity to be in a Noah ring, just a few matches, but being in this N1 victory, like it is wild, it's crazy. So it's surreal. And I think it'll be, it'll feel surreal until, I don't know when it won't, to be honest. <laughs> Uh, you've got a hell of a block as well. You're uh, in block B that contains Masakatsu Funaki, uh, Kato Kiyomiya, Katsuchi, uh, sorry, Katsukio Nakajima, Takashi Sagera, Masakitiyama, Satoshi Kojima, Timothy, Timothy Thatcher. Uh, your, your tournament kicks off against uh, Kato, who is one of the young superstars right now pro wrestling Noah you'd be interested to know who's got the better drop kick out of you two yes yes to be honest when I saw that it was me versus him first I was 
I was really happy. I was buzzing because, uh, I mean, he is just incredible. And he is like, I don't even want to say next big thing. Like he is big. I've said he it. is a superstar already. <laughs> he is a superstar. And I think watching his style and knowing like my style, like, and it's going to be the first time I get to wrestle on a Noah ring, first impressions to be against him. Like, that's why I'm happy because I know that we're going to be able to have a, a good match. So I'm sure the first impression will be your boot in his face. I hope so. <laughs> Maybe uh, a couple of boots. <laughs> of course, he is a former winner of uh, M1 Victory. I think he won the actual last global league uh, in mm. 2018. But you're also in there with the last two, uh, with, sorry, it is uh, Nakajima, who has won the last two M1 victories. How well are you liking your chances in this? Uh... <laughs> Hey, well, I'll, I'm not there to make up the numbers. I'll say that. I'm there to win. And uh, I'm going to get a few wins in this block, I'll tell you that. And we'll see who it's against. But uh, the block is just crazy. Like, it is mad. And uh, it's, it's, like I said, it's surreal. And I'm going to be standing against across the ring from these guys, and that bell's going to ring, and it's, it's going to be go time. So... Uh, ask me that question again <laughs> September <laughs> oh, we definitely will have you back to ask that there yeah. are so many different styles of wrestlers in that block as well from the technical to the brawlers and um, the catchers catch can as well with Timothy Thatcher um, you, you must be looking forward to that one yeah that is going to be that's going to be a test they're all going to be tests to be fair but like you said but there's so many different styles so many different variations uh, and I think that's I like to think I've got a good hybrid I, I can I can do a bit of British style I can do a bit of wrestling I can fly I can brawl like you saw the match with the Kings going back to that like it's, it's every one of those matches like there's going to be there's so many different things that can happen in each match so it's, it's, it's wild it's gonna, and it's going to be an education as well like mm. there's no doubt about that um, so yeah I just can't wait to get going it's, uh, it's crazy have so, you ever visited Japan before or is this going to be a first this is a first as well so there's that aspect too like even if you take out the wrestling side of things just getting to getting to go over and I'm staying like 10 miles north of Tokyo so like getting to see Japan and getting to be there like that's an experience in itself you add Noah on top and you add the N1 victory tournament like yeah. very lucky very lucky and very um, very very I'm just buzzing <laughs> so as you say Kato on the 11th then it's the 14th against former New Japan heavyweight champion Kojima uh, former Noah heavyweight champion as well actually NXT star Timothy Thatcher on the 17th, uh, former M1 victory winner Nakajima on the 19th, uh, uh, Takashi Segura on the 28th, uh, 20th of August, who may be 52, but is the former national champion and a four-time heavyweight champion. On the 27th, it's uh, Masakatsu Fanaki, current uh, national champion. Champion. Opportunity time. 
and then Masa Kitayama, who is just a hulk of a guy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> he really is. He's one Ooh. of the young guys who's uh, just about coming up. But yeah, he has got some serious size to him. Yeah, don't remind me. <laughs> <laughs> who are you looking forward to facing most? Well, without repeating, we've already touched on it, but obviously Kiyomiya in the first match, that is, like I said, it is first impression time. Somebody I think I'm going to have a great match with. So, and it's, you know, first match, so I'm buzzing, I'm buzzing with that. Um, there's just so many legends in there. Like, it's ridiculous. And you say, like, 52 years old, like, it doesn't matter. Because, like, it's almost double my age. But, like, God, you wouldn't think it. He's built like a brick wall as well, as yeah. you're thinking about it. Yeah, but I'm probably going to need an ice pack after that one. <laughs> and then you throw in having the champ in there. There's an opportunity. Beat the champ. I know it'll be non-title, but, hey, if you beat the champ, surely, surely you get another chance when the title's on the line. That's what they like to do in Japan. So uh, we'll certainly be rooting for you. If you do get through Block B, you've got guys like Keno, Goshiyazaki, Hideki Suzuki, uh, Anthony Green, El Helio, the Dr. Wagner Jr. Anyone on that side of the block that you wouldn't mind facing off against? Uh, probably Keno, to be honest. Um, With his flaming boot to the face. Oh, I'll try and avoid that. <laughs> but yeah, that block's wild too. Like mm. uh but yeah, I'll deal with my block first, I think. One at, one at, one match at a time, I think, is my my mindset at the moment. It's amazing to think that Goshiyazaki has never actually won the tournament. So I'm sure he'll be yeah. uh looking to try and rectify that at some point. He's been a huge part of Noah since the last 10, 15 years. Yeah, I know. I know. It's Superstar. wild, but I'm going to be in there. Andy, can you remind people where they can watch this? Uh, yeah, they can watch this on Wrestle Universe. Uh, it is available all around the world. You will actually get a two-week free trial. Unfortunately, it doesn't quite cover the whole tournament, but I would definitely get in to see Jack versus uh, Keito Kiyomiya because that is just going to be phenomenal. I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, I will be following uh, Jack's progress throughout the tournament, uh, just like I'm following Zack Sabre Jr. and Will Ospreay in the current G1 Climax. Uh, so we'll be reporting back to all the British fans on uh, how well you're doing out there. Uh, and as I say, if you do win, uh, your name will be amongst the likes of uh, Morishima, Kenta, Nagata, Marafuji, Minoru Suzuki. What would that really be like if that did come to fruition when it does come to fruition <laughs> oh no. uh, it's just honestly like i can't say it enough like i did another a podcast yesterday i was kind of repeating myself like it's just so surreal and it is so wild and this actually only came about not when i got contacted about five weeks ago so five weeks ago this wasn't a thing and then a week's time just over a week's time, I'll be I'll be away, and in two weeks' time, I'll be in the ring. So it's like, it's wild. It is wild. Well, fellow Brit Rest superstar Chris Ridgway uh, was recently out there managing to capture yeah. the uh, 
GHC junior heavyweight titles. Is seeing him go out there and be successful, giving you a bit of a spurred energy to think, yes, we can do this as the British, we can go out there and be successful in pro wrestling, Noah? Oh, 100, 100%. 100%. Um, I, uh, I think I've met Chris once. But it's funny because I have Discovery Wrestling in Edinburgh on Sunday and he is wrestling Ian Skinner. So I will get to speak to Chris in more detail. I plan on speaking to Chris in more detail and, and chatting about it and seeing if he's going to be over at any point uh, when I am. But yeah, seeing him go over, seeing him be successful, like I'm hoping that I can, I can do that and it opens the door for maybe a British person to be in this tournament every year, you know? I'm sure Zack Sabre Jr. also competed in the tournament at one point, but he never won it. You'll be the first Brit to win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's excellent. Uh, is there anything else, uh, your merch links or anything like that, anything you would like to plug? Um, just, well, I'll just go with the socials. So on Instagram and Twitter, it is Jack Morris X 17 And on Facebook, it is Jack Morris Wrestling. Nice and simple. But yeah, apart from that, it's all good. You got the merch? Uh, I I have a T-shirt, but it's um there's a plan of it works for a new one because of the occasion and because you know it's been a couple of years. It was just before COVID, but I, it was terrible timing. It was like January that I brought out a T-shirt, and then March happened, <laughs> COVID. So yeah, the plan is to bring out uh, something in the next week, and you know. Is it going to be Noah inspired then? Because I would would love one of those for uh, my uh, growing T-shirt wall. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it may be Noah inspired. Yes, excellent. <laughs> uh, with that being said, uh, just remember, people, don't feed the trolls. <laughs> <laughs>